<laughs> All right, welcome back, everybody. Welcome, welcome. Happy, merry, what the fuck, merry Christmas, happy holidays, whatever the hell it is. Uh, it's been, well, how long since our last podcast? I think it was like Boxing Day. Way too long, way too long. Boxing Day, yeah, the Boxing Day round was our last podcast. So it's been, been a little bit, sorry for the bit of the delay. We've had a, a few life changes in the in the mix. We've had uh, Nathan turning 30, big man. How are you doing? Feeling old. Feeling decrepit. old. Say, are you still running around or what are you doing? Are you like on a walker I'm yet? slowly running around, slowly running around, training once a week, playing on the weekends. But um, I think the bigger news is you got married. Oh, thanks, mate. Yes, yes, I did get married. Like, buddy, finally, after two years of COVID, changing the date, but we finally got it done. I put a ring on it. Yeah, that's good. Did. And then you got engaged too. Let's not put that. I got engaged. Yes. Right. Newman had his Bucks party. Newman finally had his Bucks party. So that was big. <laughs> Newman's not here today, but his Bucks party was a lot of fun. I think Nathan and I both drank out of a puddle on the ground. I think that was a highlight Thank of the weekend. <laughs> Can confirm, can, can confirm. Can, can confirm, don't like to confirm, but yes. <laughs> and almost drowned in the ocean at midnight. So. I, think it was, I think it was later than that. I think it was about three yeah, in the morning we ended up out there. Yeah. Yeah. That was an eventful weekend. But yeah, a lot, of it, a lot of life events. That's sort of why we took a little bit of a step back from the podcast for a while. But we're back into the swing of things just as the season's ending. So... Well done, well done to us. But perfect timing. Perfect timing. But we're not going to stop the podcast from here on, um, here on out. Either we'll fill it with random shit, or we'll do. Uh, I don't know. We'll go uh, commentate on some like Sunday league six aside games or some shit. We'll do something. I like that. All right. Well, let's get back into it. There's been a lot of stuff going on in the last what four, three months, four months. But yeah, I think a massive, massive amount, massive amount. People getting done for. SA violations, wars been breaking out, people coming in and out of retirement, just a whole bunch of shit. So I think we'll just we'll jump into it. I think the, I think we'll go through a quick run sheet of what we're going to talk about. Uh, we got yeah, obviously the Russian war, the Russian-Ukraine war, Ronaldo getting into some strife in the US and then scoring a hat trick the next weekend. So then everyone forgets about it. Uh, we've got Mason Greenwood being an absolute grub. Uh, Tom Brady, we'll talk about that. We've got Ericsson coming back with a pacemaker. And we've got a whole bunch of stuff talking about the soccer roos and why we hate Australian football. What else is, oh, what else is new? What else is new? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll, we'll get into it. All right, I think we'll talk about the, uh, the Russian war. Let's talk about Russia. Russia. They, they've been banned to play in any UEFA or FIFA tournaments, obviously, yep. because... Russia's scumbags and trying to fight Ukraine and trying to start World War Three, which is not good for anyone. But I think the biggest thing it affects is not only the Ukrainian um, teams and obviously even the Russian teams getting affected by this, but Chelsea is probably the big one to come out of the EPL that's been affected by it. With the Brevovich getting sanctions, that means Chelsea getting sanctions. Um. Yeah, it was massive when it came out. I think I think, I think we were away for your thirtieth. We we're down the coast, and then yeah. we, what well, was the su- Sunday morning or Saturday morning? We all woke up and we saw the headlines of Chelsea putting uh, giving the club to charity. Yeah, which was a big scam in the first place because yeah. the came out and said, "Oh, I'm going to um, sell the club, and any profit I will donate to this charity." Which he made up the charity. It doesn't exist. 
Oh, okay. So, the way it was described to me was it was the Chelsea's run charity. No, 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 no. So he was giving the club to Chelsea, selling it, and the club owe him like over a billion dollars. Right. So any profit he would have made, he said he'd donate to the charity, which he named it. I forget off the top of my head, but it was made up charity. It didn't even exist. So <laughs> okay. now turning full circle. Um. I was actually, I was like, when I heard he was giving it to charity, I was sort of like all for the guy, especially everyone's like, he was a Russian oligarch. I'm like, okay, that's kind of, that's kind of like sus. But then when he was giving it to charity and was like really against, apparently against Putin the whole time, like, okay, maybe he's trying to do the right thing. Doesn't seem like it. He he tried to hand it off to the board, uh, not the board, like a oversee trust committee, which has like um, Karen Brady, the women's coach on and all that. And they said, no, we don't want to be a part of this. Like, we don't know the full details. And then that's when he started to sell the club and say, I'll donate to charity and blah, blah, blah. Right. But obviously, since then, all sanctions are coming in. Um, Chelsea has been granted a special license by the UK government, so they are allowed to play. Oh, okay. So they had to, because otherwise, if they didn't give him that license, Chelsea still would have been sanctioned. Right. Okay. Because I was gonna ask because there was a, there was stuff going around saying that the the Chelsea club were gonna have to buy blue jerseys from Sports Direct or JD Sports yeah. or whatever on the day of their match and stuff like that. Like, was any of that true? Do you know? Was yeah. It, so um, the sponsor three, their big sponsor. Yeah. Uh, that was a forty million dollar shirt sponsor, and they have pulled the sponsorship. Ugh. And the day they were pulling a sponsorship, there was talk that. The kit man had to go around and try find a kit without three on so they could wear, which in the end he didn't. And then they came to some sort of agreement. One more and game. yeah, they still got to wear the three. Um, but it was massive. Like the, all the sponsors are pulling out. No one wants to, no one wants a thing. Like the sanctions the UK government have put on them is I've got them right here. Um, so. They, um, the 11th this month, UK have extended the sanctions and said they can have 110 million to finish the season. So they can use 110 million of their money or pound to use for the rest of the season, which will cover match day expenses, which range from half a million to 900,000. That's just match day. That's everything from food at the stadium, stewards, everything. they're only allowed to spend twenty thousand for away travel, which that's not going to get you to bloody London or like even the other side of London. That was their problem going to Lil. They, but to be fair, like I think Tuchel has chipped in a little bit here, and I wouldn't be surprised if some of the players have chipped in. I'm and gone, sure some of the players uh, have chipped in. Yeah, I think it's yeah they'd have to like twenty thousand is not going to get you there. Yeah. And, even if you yeah. drove yourself, even if it was like the it was like our league, just drive yourself to the game, boys. Exactly. I mean, a bit harder in France and like all yeah. about performance and that. And they still want to go well in the Champions Leagues, catching flights makes sense. But they're all like millionaires. They're all millionaires. Yeah. Uh, they'd all chip in five grand, and they've got the private jet already. <laughs> yeah, they've got they've got a lot. They already own a lot of stuff. But jet fuel ain't cheap. Let's put it that way. No, jet fuel isn't cheap. Uh, but Tuchel. Tuchel has been really good about speaking and has spoken very well about 
the Ukraine war and Russian war, saying it's not good for anyone, blah, 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 Russia's thing, which he's standing up technically to the owner, but at this stage he can't be sacked because no one's in charge. Yeah, so this was and where they can't this is pay what, him out. Yeah, this is what confused me. Because yeah. from the reading I was doing, it was that no players can be signed, sold, traded, or anything. Because they can't make money, they can't yeah. lose money. Like, it, it, so there's a whole bunch of like every player is in limbo right now. Tuchel yeah. is somehow apparently on the market for United to come pick him up. Yeah, I I, I don't get it. Imagine being imagine being uh, Reese James, one of the best defenders in the league. Mason Mount, Havertz, like some of the best players in the league right now. And you can't I can't say and what well, I I can't do anything next year. I'm not going to get paid anymore. Like what's I don't get it. Yeah, well I think they like obviously the contracts are still there. And they're looking to sell the club. It will be a reduced fee. I'm not sure how the whole thing goes, whether when they sell, it's for a reduced fee and it sits there for Abramovich waiting until after the war mm. or what it's like. But whoever comes in, the talk is Chelsea have to go into administration first to be able yeah. to sell it, which then they'll be deducted nine points automatically. They're going into administration, which could take them out of Champions League. The next I was going to say, it's still going to be above United. Yeah, still going to be United, <laughs> but Arsenal will pivot. Yeah. Um, which I don't know how much of that is true, but yeah. But whoever comes in is not going to spend the money that Abramovich has because mm. the club owe him so much. Whoever comes in, unless you're a mad football fan and you don't really care about money, it's, I don't think it's a good business opportunity. You're not making money. Unless you're Conor McGregor, who somehow decided he wanted to buy Chelsea and thought it was a good business yeah. deal and that he had enough money to do that. Did you see those tweets? There's yeah. no way he has enough money to buy Chelsea. Are you joking? I reckon they're a billion dollars, mate, with all these businesses and that. It'd be over a billion, wouldn't it? I, th- I think the talk is $1.4 billion. Abramovich wanted three something billion. Still, okay. But, still, that's his whole net worth. That's more yeah, than his. That yeah, would be yeah. more than his whole net worth. It's uh, not a smart he, business decision. He wouldn't. He wouldn't be the only one in on it. Yeah, there'd be others. You know, but he, but he wouldn't be the primary. He, I can say he wouldn't let anyone know that. No. I, I own Chelsea. It's me only. Yeah, but this this will come to Chelsea. I reckon they're still always going to be, at least for the meantime, very powerful club. But it might mean when new owners come in. They have to sell them top tier players to get other really good players, but a, a lower bracket of paying them. So instead of paying your Havarts and all that two hundred odd pound a week, you're going to have to sell them, still get quality players, but only pay them a hundred a week. Yeah. So they still, it will be over a matter of years. But I can see in five years them just being a mid table team. It's been a. I think this is the biggest team ever go through this sort of thing right massive i mean yeah you, you had you have barca going through something similar but it's nothing to do nothing with like legal sanctions which really is fucking them but th- this is no. this is massive like massive. this yeah a lot and, of livelihoods uh, gonna be lost yeah and they don't own the stadium supposedly chelsea doesn't own the stadium really so they could get kicked out so they rent the stadium so how does that work? If they've only got like a, a certain amount of money as a budget, they could probably only have like three games left there. Yeah, but like they're paying enough cost. Like you, st- they're renting the stadium. They've rented it for a certain amount of time. Like it's probably already paid. Yeah, right. To be honest, but in future, like 
Like the least in probably twenty years, to be honest. But yeah. Like, yeah. It's a bit of a hectic time to be a Chelsea supporter. I don't I know Brandy but old Brandy's probably either still loving his life or hating his life because they haven't to be fair chelsea haven't let any point slip since all this happened i think they've what they drew yeah. one game when it happened and then since then they've been all right they've been all right they've they've arsenal's closing the gap on them and that but i think they'll still be fine they're still in the champions league like it's yeah it's a tough one like the players still are getting up for the games but who knows what's going to happen? No one knows, really. Like, people can say all this stuff, all this stuff, but no one knows what the fuck's going to happen. Yeah, so I guess that'll be one we'll be keeping an eye on, seeing if uh, yeah, McGregor exactly. ends up coming and owning Chelsea and what goes, what happens yeah. from there. But, uh, yeah, exactly. I don't know, we'll see what happens, I guess. Hopefully hopefully they don't go too big of a fall from grace, but... Yeah, 100%. You, know, so you, you can never <laughs> uh, tell. I wouldn't mind that as an Arsenal fan. You yeah. know, Chelsea can slide okay. down the ladder as far as they want and... We can just keep going up. I mean, you guys have been going well the last couple of weeks Mate, until, until the Liverpool game. The last couple of months. Then, we played all right in that game. Yeah. It was back and forth. Yeah. We were, no, you don't think? Yeah. Oh, Mate, Arsenal have been good. We've, like, promoting the youth talent. We've got rid yeah, of about time. Yeah, about time. <laughs> I know, but it's good. Yeah. And everyone's saying, oh, you missed out because you sold Aubameyang for free and he's bagging goals in the Liga. He wasn't doing it at Arsenal, so get rid of him. Get rid of his contract. He was clean out. He was missing more like yeah. easier shots than he was scoring them, and it was yeah, exactly get him out. Get, they they cleaned out. Yes, we didn't make much money from the clean out, but we have come through even stronger, and we're building, and we're looking like we have a future. You and do not you like are. United. Not like United. <laughs> fucking all right. Well, let's let's get on the United chat then. Well, we may as well get this out of the fucking way. United. <laughs> It's just been a roller coaster of emotions for the last three months. I think Ragnick said it best when what was it the game before? Um, who was it that we played and we came back to win three two? Oh, Tottenham. He's like the game before before Tottenham. He's thinking this is a quote from him that he's thinking that this is the worst team I've ever coached and will ever coach. Doesn't know why he's here. And after the game against Tottenham where we won, he's think he's thinking we're winning the Champions League. And that's how every United supporter felt. We all thought yeah. this is the worst United team we've ever seen, even with Ronaldo in the squad, Pogba in the squad, Rashford. It's the worst team we've ever had. And then I know we're on a high, I guess, after the, after the Tottenham game. And was that when Ronaldo scored the hat trick? Yeah. yeah against, against Tottenham. But yeah. Like, what, what are your thoughts on Ragnick? He's not a, he's not a coach, though, but he's a, he's a coach's coach. He's a TD. He's a TD. Like, yeah. I think he is setting you up for the future, yeah. which you need because oh, you've just been in a that. constant cycle since Sir Alex. Yeah, and but when you've got Sir, when you've got Alex being so um, hands on, hands on still. in a club that he doesn't have anything to do with, like, yeah, like yeah. thank you so much for everything you did for United. Literally, you're the best manager that anyone could ever Take wish for. But fucking leave, bro, like. Uh, you, you more, yeah, I mean, thank you as well for getting United uh, Ronaldo to come back. But again, if, yeah, <laughs> I, like I said, don't like, know. I don't think Ragnick's done a bad job compared to what you're doing. Like in the last ten games, you've lost one game. Yeah, there's like, been you've we've, drawn we've, four. You've we've drawn dro- four. We've dropped but, points, but yeah, but you haven't been losing. No, no, and then, that's I right. Think that's massive in the fact there's a ground to work on. Like. I think you just need to get rid of Ronaldo. 
Yes, he scored a Hattie the other leg, but he doesn't help the team at all. It's all about himself. Uh, Pogba's I, going at the end of the year, and I think that yeah. I think that really showed when he missed the game. Just wasn't on the bus, didn't come to the field at all. Yeah, and it was just like, where is he? It was, yeah, he got dropped, and he was angry. And he got and he got fucking angry, like and just didn't turn up. Like I mean, come on, man, like you make it all about yourself. And then what made it worse was there was that whole SA allegations that were going on from the stuff in America, and you couldn't. I mean, like just drew attention away from where it should be. Exactly. And you just become an intentional. And then, yeah. So now obviously, then we've got Pogba. Um, Pogba's leaving at the end of the year. Pogba's leaving he's at the end. going to go to the PSG or Juve or Madrid. Like he's, he's gone. I reckon he's a quality player. It just hasn't worked out that well at United. But when he's on, he, he kills it. He's the best. Him and Bruno together, great on the field. You put Fred on there. Fred... It missed the last couple of games. Fred's really coming to his own again, like this last stint of the season. Um, yeah, the stuff, the yeah, Pogba leaving at the end of the year, like quality player. I think he's done all right when you've got yeah. him and um, him and Bruno on the field, they play really well together. Fred can slot in, Fred has come, has come Fred's in, come full circle, man. come full circle. Being from a guy, I wanted to throw the remote and everything <laughs> that was on the kitchen table at the TV when he was playing, he's now doing well. Like, I. I can't fault him. I honestly, yeah. I can't. Especially, he he. I'm pretty sure he assisted the two or three, all three of Ronaldo's hat trick that game yeah. as well. Like he's coming, he's coming to his own. But yeah, it's just been a been a very interesting couple of months as a United supporter. I yeah. Ronaldo, I, I do think Ronaldo needs to leave. Rashford he, is probably had, going to leave as well. Have you heard he's shut up? Interested, mate. Shut up. Oh, we took Danny Welbeck back in the day. Take Rashford, supposedly yeah. thirty-five mil, forty mil. I take the. That's punt. a bargain. I'd, that's that's a bargain. Take the he hasn't been playing well the last couple of years, but I think the players. Yeah, but the players in there, he just needs a change. A lot of United players just need a change, like Pogba. But did you Rashford. hear? Did you hear what was going on in the change room? So yeah, well, there's a whole bunch of stuff been coming out in the last couple of weeks of like from United greats talking about how um, the players have just after, after dropping points and drawing or losing, they're going out, they're going to the F1. They're, they're going, they're going out posting pictures at clubs, all this stuff. And then Rooney was talking about how, because Rooney was there during the downfall, right? He's talking yeah. about how in his last year, um, they lost a three, two game in the last 10 minutes or something like that. And the next day he comes in, he's still fucking angry hate in life and he walks in and Pogba and Lingard are sitting there dancing in the change room and like it's just, it was it Jamie uh, Carrick is saying the same thing that it was just it was a downfall when everyone started to leave they just lost the grunt they used to have like yeah they just used to have yeah, they, used to be, oh. they used to have some hard asses in that team man oh, we, we, we like, went from funny Roy Keane to skinhead Ronaldo <laughs> uh, um, Rooney like what what else could you want yeah, I like it. I, it's a different time, but I think just needs a clean out. I think Ragnick started that. Not many people are happy because you're not getting results. I think you need to look at what Arsenal's doing, and it's hard because no one wants to do that. But we've set our sights on Europa League this year. We might make Champions League, but we've got a five year plan to get back to the Champions League, back to challenging. We're ahead of that plan at the moment, but we had the clean out. You need the clean out. Like Lingard's going at the end of the year as well. Ronaldo needs to go. Pogba's going. You need a whole new fresh and not just buy big fucking players 
in and the hopes of it working mean, out. Like Sanchez, Sanchez come good. Uh, yeah, I think this, he, this has been a good signing. I think next season he's really going to fucking kill it. Exactly. People but, do take time to adjust. And same with like Maguire. Maguire probably needs to go. No, somewhere no, no. He needs to fuck off. He fucks off. That's what I mean. Fuck he, that guy. He'll, he'll go somewhere and he'll go good. No, no, no. Fuck that guy. He, if he, if he goes he, good, I will. I will. I'll flip this table, bro. I'll fucking. Nah. Oh. He he plays good in a back five. He, he does it for England and he plays well. The problem is. I don't think he's cut out for a back four. He gets caught out. He runs around and like he's got flippers on, dude. I know, I know, but he has it in him to be really quality. Uh, and I, I think it's changed. I haven't I seen think, it for three years. I know, but I think they just need a change. United is a cancer at the moment. Yeah, the whole club is quite cancerous right now. Mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, we need to bring some of our youth back. I would love to see, what's his name? Uh, James Reece, not Reece James James plays at Leeds now Daniel, Daniel James I'd love to Daniel see James. yeah I'd love to see Daniel James come back I'd love didn't he go on a permanent deal back? I thought it was still it might alone. have been alone it might have been alone With was it alone I don't know I thought it I was alone it, it could have been alone to I be could, honest if I'm wrong I'll be upset um, but I'd love I'd know. love to also He's see boy, you love him love Daniel James Um, I'd also love yeah. to see Who's the brick shit ass that went to Leeds? Uh, that went to... No, he's fucking sold. Fuck. I told you he went. Oh, fuck. <laughs> okay, and then I, I, I'd love to see um, the right back went to Norwich, who hugged oh, Erickson. Uh, uh, Brandon Williams. Brandon Williams. Brandon back, Williams. Back, so back, he's, he's the sort of shit... He's the sort of brick shit ass. Yeah. And fucking hard ass that we need back at the club. Yeah, you uh, need a combination uh, of experience and youth. And I, I loved I I loved watching him play because he was what he was exactly what we've been missing at United for a long time. Him and yeah. Scotty McTominay were exactly what we've been fucking missing. Yeah, and I, I, I'd love to see I them come back. Think, I still think McTominay is average, but he's a good squad player, and I think if you're trying to play a certain way, he works well. Yeah, I mean, if you get someone like Declan Rice come in, you get rid of him. But I don't know. If I was a player, I'm not going to United at the moment. I'm waiting another year to see how they go. Yeah, that's me. That's fair. You see which coach, see which manager comes in, then you come decide. Yeah, it'll probably be it's, it's going to be Tam Hard or it's going to be Pot. Yeah. Who do you, who do you reckon's better as a United fan? Who would you want? So probably probably Ajax. Ajax yeah. and Hag. Ten Hag. Ten Hag. Um, just because of what he's done with the youth system, like with the youth players they had yeah. over there, he. Really knew which to pick. He, he is good at spotting young talent um, and putting squads together that defy, defy what they should be doing. Same same with what Leicester did. Same with well, like all the fucking great teams. Yeah. Well, I think he's also made astute um, sign-ins with... Least like, amount, like, low amount of money. He sent Haller from West Ham, who was a flop in the Premier League. And mm. he's like the most... He scored the most goals in Champions League and everything. Like, yeah, great signing. Haddish from Southampton. Who knew he could play like that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean, like he made some good signings. I think he would be a good fit for you. But I do also think Poch built Tottenham. Do you need a rebuild? Yeah, but I think I think um, Hug did that as well. Yeah, uh, I don't know if he, they did a rebuild, but. I think he brought enough youth. I think, been, he, but I think he doesn't use bring youth, but they've always had that. You know what I mean? I guess like, so. I guess so. Yeah. I think they both bring positives in yeah. different elements. Tottenham so, also had probably more money to play with. 
Yeah, I'd be happy either way. Yeah, I'd be like, happy as well. Yeah, I'm happy but, either um, way. What I'm not happy probably, about... You'll probably end up getting, like, Martinez or something. Yeah, something dumb. No, we're going to get Tuchel and a fucking free. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we'll get on some of the more controversial news from United as well that came out over the break. Um, the Grub, Mason and Greenwood, Grub. being an absolute fuckwit. How, how, how does something like that happen in today's today's age like i don't, society. I don't today's society like how do you, how do you be that much of a pest I, I don't know how you even one think about that stuff and do that stuff what he has done is like ben barber so stuff sorry for the chick yeah exactly i feel so sorry for that lady um and I think it's good that it came out on social media so everyone else could see and it wasn't behind closed doors. And that it's, forced the club not, and the sponsors to pull out. Yeah, no one would have believed it if it wasn't for a video. No, that's, just, no. that's just today's society. With sports stars, people don't believe it unless it's a video. And I'm yeah. so I'm glad and, there was a video because... Exactly. And even if he pays her off and she takes a pay deal because it's her choice to do whatever she wants to do, if she wants to get a massive pay deal and it just be taken care of because she doesn't want to deal with it anymore, that's fine. That's hers. He should still answer, but it's her choice. Court of public opinion's um, already done its thing, though. Exactly. That's what I mean. Like, but if he doesn't want to, if, if she, she yeah, it to go to the proceedings and all that, and him go to jail, and she just wants to take uh, some money, that Settlement. is fine. But it's already done its thing. He'll never play professional football again. At least not. In, at and least not in the top flight. I don't think he'll play professional football again. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I he doesn't, he doesn't deserve, semi-pro, but doesn't deserve he, it. No, no club is going to touch him. No sponsor is going to touch him. Yeah, it's it's such a shame, though, because he was such a good player. He was so young, great fucking talent. But, but that's where fuck, but education I, should come into these young players as well. It should. He obviously it, it, thinks he's way too, yeah. he's, he's too big for his boots and thinks, like, I'm untouchable. Which I don't get either because he came up around Rashford and Rashford is like the shiny is a shining exactly. example of being yeah, a young talent coming up with all the money in the world being what yeah. the guy was doing his bloody GCEs or whatever it's called and playing sorting. Champions League that night yeah. he was sorting out UK's problems and everything yeah and then uh, feeding yeah, the poor feeding all the poor I mean like how do you come up in the same squad to the same age as that guy and then act like this like, I don't get it yeah. I mean I don't it's... Anyway, good riddance fuck him good riddance is exactly right yeah. And, you know, hope he goes to jail. Hope he goes to jail. All right, we'll get on to something a bit nicer. Ericsson coming back into football after, what was it, nine months since nine he... Nine months out. Nine months since yes. he had the heart attack on the field. As a pacemaker now, comes back uh, playing for, uh, for Brentford. Comes on, gets into a scuffle with Brennan Williams. Another reason why I love Brennan Williams. <laughs> Gra- grabbed him, put him on the floor. Brennan Williams is going to punch his head in, realize who it was, gave him a hug. That's a great clip. I love that clip. That's a great clip. It's good football. It's great football. Um, it's good to see him back. Oh, I can't believe they didn't keep him in Italy, and it's a stupid rule that you can't play professional football in Italy with a pacemaker. That's fucking Is that Is that why... That's why his can- contract was cancelled. Oh, he got his contract cancelled because you cannot play right. in without with a pacemaker. So that's why uh, one of them stupid little rules. So that's why Brentford were able to pick him up so so quickly. And Brentford picked him up because the Danish coach. They've got a couple of Danish players already, so right. they all rallied around him, got him in, 
And did you see the other night he got called back up to Denmark? Called up to and Denmark, came on, scored with his first touch. Yeah, what a goal to It was a fucking good goal. Top corner bombs. Do you, do you reckon he... I was talking to my mate, and he reckons he won't stay at Brentford next year. They reckon Tottenham will come in for him. Yeah, he won't stay. He... I reckon. I don't reckon he'll stay. Um, there may be some loyalty there because of the whole "you took me back when I was really at, in the bad spot." Um, so I reckon he'll stay. Like, is it not his contract not runs get, out at the end of the year? Not if they get relegated. If they get relegated, he's too good to stay there. They're not getting relegated, mate. Their relegations locked in. Who's in, who's in relegation zone right now? The teams that are in it right now. So you've got Norwich, obviously. Mm. I've spoken about Norwich for so long. They're rooted to the bottom. They're not going anywhere. I really wanted them um, to stay up. The Watford, they're staying. They're going down. The only one that could get out is Burnley and then Everton go down. But I can't see that happening. Well, there you go. Well, I mean, then if they're going to stay in top, if they're going to stay in Prem, I can see yeah. him. I'll see him staying around at least for another year. Yeah. Um, but. He's too. How old is he? He's not that old, right? Uh, he'd be twenty nine, maybe twenty eight. Uh, he can he play for a little bit longer, even with a pacemaker, he'll play a little bit longer. Yeah, I just think he, that he'll give them another year because he gave, they gave him the lifeline. Yeah, well, I mean that's fair enough. I I think he's that sort of bloke, to be honest. Yeah, exactly. You're right. Yeah, you put it. You put it in those perspectives. I think he's that type of bloke. Well, I'm just—I yeah. couldn't—I couldn't be happy for him, man. It's oh, seeing, seeing him come on, where he scored his first goal for Brentford two like last two weeks ago as well, got an assist on his first game or something as well, yeah, and he comes on and scores for for Denmark against Holland of all teams as well, like the Netherlands. Sorry, Netherlands. One of the classiest players on the ball, like, and it's great to see him back. Yeah, it's—I mean, it's amazing his comeback. To be honest, from almost dying. Mate, the, guy, field. the guy's yeah. got ice in his veins, dude. And the pacemaker's yeah, just making his heart even slower so he can run yeah. even longer, mate. I don't know what to say. <laughs> I like that. I like that. He's... <laughs> I, I was so happy for him. I don't know. As much as that weekend was absolutely dog shit. So because of the Socceroos, so I think we might as well get into that. Yeah, so that weekend was dog shit for the Socceroos and for Australian football, but there's a little bit of spark and a little bit of joy in Ericsson scoring. So it was good, but let's get into the topic of the Australian football system and why we suck. So give us a little bit of a rundown of what happened, Nathan. Okay. Everyone should know we played Japan and we needed to win. If we win, we jump Japan and we're in prime to get automatic qualification to the World Cup. Oh, we jumped Saudi, right? Not. No, we would have jumped Japan. I thought Japan hadn't lost the game yet. Saudis are in first place. No, no, Japan was in first place. Saudi are in second. Nope. Saudis are in first place. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't usually fact check you. I'm going to try and fact check go. you right fact, now. Fact check me right now. All right. Where I'm is not it? looking at anything. Can I Asian know? AFC um, qualifiers. And then we'll go to table. I'm, I, because I'm pretty sure I watched it because. He's looking at this. He's going to look at me and blah, blah, blah. All right. Ready? Here we go. Ready? Here we go. Oh, wait. It's not going up. World Cup qualifiers 2022 Asia table. All right, here we go. Japan haven't lost a game. Sorry. They're in first. Nine nine matches, seven wins, two losses. Saudi Arabia, nine matches, six wins, two draws, one one loss. We would have jumped Saudi because we play Saudi next game. I was right. That's a win in my book. (laughs) I'm signing off, boys. I don't have to do any more games, any more of this shit. I beat Nathan. 
hours before because Saudis drew. They drew yeah. on the weekend. Yeah. So before that, Saudis were ahead. Okay. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Saudis drew to China. Okay. But you're right now. Um, so yeah, we lost 2 0. We put out a team that was one of the worst Socceroos teams I have ever seen. Ever seen. Some of the selections, some of the guys Stephen in the squad makes no sense to me. Um, I know we were riddled with COVID and some injuries, but yeah, it's it's not good. And now we're going to have to go through. We've cemented third place, so it doesn't matter about this Saudi game we play. Next. Yeah. Um, looks like we'll play UAE. And then if we win that, it'll be a two-legger. If we win that, we then play fifth place South American, which looks at the moment like it being Peru. Which is not the worst. It's not Uruguay. That's not a bad. That's not a bad draw. Uh, but at the moment, I can't see us even. We're going to struggle against UAE. Yeah, um, and Peru aren't a bad side. To, so to be honest, though, uh, okay, let's go. Let's go back to like one of the biggest issues. Yeah, our squad selection was fucking horrible. We had how we had what five, six players of, like of our starting eleven, normal starting eleven out. With uh, a yeah. whole bunch of different reasons, and then we had um, we picked some people who we probably shouldn't have picked, no. and it was com- a complete misery. But in saying that, the way we played wasn't terrible against a decent Japanese squad. Not I've... a decent Japanese. It's it's Japan's weakest squad they've had in years as well. Ah, oh, Minamino is fucking tank. Minamino can't head a ball, and we let him have 10 free headers in the box. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that's true. He's hit the post, what, four or five times in the first half. They yeah. should have been up 5-0. But exactly. Like, in pat- look at it like, in patches, yes, but we should have been down. Yeah. We should have been – they should have put the game to they, bed earlier. They should have put the bed to earlier. I mean, it, I thought it was pretty funny how the sub came on and scored all the goals, yeah. which is funny. I but, just, um, yeah. Like, you look – like, oh, I'm going to go through some players now. Which I don't think should be in the team, or I Have can understand capital. injuries, and they get they get in because of injuries and that. Like we're not the biggest depth country, we're not the best football country, but there's better players out there. There's younger. I'm gonna say we are play at better clubs. We've got a lot better players, people that we should have been calling, but we'll get into that in a second. <laughs> yeah, but like for instance, no offense to Mitch Duke, he should not be leading the line for Australia. He he's just not good enough. That's a fact. I oh, know Taggart was out um, in, in for injury, which is fair. I, I don't mind Taggart. But why we didn't start McLaren, I'm not the biggest fan of McLaren. Yeah, that was an interesting decision to me too. He's normally our leading guy when Taggart's not there. Why aren't we starting with him? We're going to go start with Duke. Made no sense because we weren't pumping that many balls in a box. And he's not that good in the air. Um, also... Um, we had Ryan Grant got shown up. He's A-League quality, not international quality. Yeah, he, yeah. I like Ryan Grant. I think he's a great bloke. He's great for the A-League. He's not Australian quality. We have to find better players out there, like um, Karacic, that sat on the bench. He's better. I think he should have been in the squad, but he wasn't. Uh, um, Fornaroli should never have been selected. 
Yeah. <laughs> he got selected, and what Graham Arnold said, I'm going to read this quote. He said, for a number of years, Bruno has been a star of the A-League and is a great goal scorer. People can say that he's 34, but we saw what Tim Cahill did last campaign at 37. You're comparing apples to oranges. Bro, no, there's bloody uh, apples to raisins. And, like, I know. Uh, like, like, it's, it, he's not even scoring that many in the A-League this yeah. year. He hasn't scored. He hasn't dominated the A-League in the last couple of years. Uruguay didn't want him when he was in his form. Yeah. Like, it was... why are we persistent? And there's better young players out there. Call them up. Well, we just lost out on a great Australian talent that has been snubbed, snubbed for so long. What um, plays um, AS Val- Roma? Yeah, Christian Valpato, which I've got, I got another great quote from Arnie here. He said, he is a great talent working under a great manager. I've spoken to his dad at length. It's an important decision when he makes it. Is it the right time to throw him in? The answer is no, in my opinion. Um, excuse me, he's playing for Roma, and you've said that publicly, and now he's come out and declared for Italy. Yeah, and now you just fucked us. Now you fucked us. Like, that makes no sense to me. At all. <laughs> like... It's just a clear, it's a clear indication of the way the Australian football system is run. Players have to leave and go to top flight in other countries to even get a gig when they can't even get a start in A-League. And then they don't get a call-up or a cap to Australia when these motherfuckers are just giving caps to anyone. Alex Wilkinson should never have been even called into the squad. They're, they're giving caps to absolutely everyone. Except for the people who really deserve it, so they go. All right, fuck it. I'm gonna go where I fuck where I'm wanted, where my grandparents were born, and I'm eligible to play over here. Fuck it. I'll go play for Italy if they if they give me a chance. What, what are you exactly. talking about? Ugh, just, exactly. And now and now, I, I it just blows my mind. One of the biggest things, one of my biggest pet peeves about that whole situation as well. I didn't even know the motherfucking game was on, and it was playing in Sydney. Mm. It was playing. The advertisement for it was poor. It's a do or die game. You're yep. playing in Sydney. Yep. No one fucking knew about it. I had no fucking clue. I, I would have gone. <laughs> yeah, like no, I don't. I don't get it. And then you had, like, and then you had the AFL the same weekend. Yeah. With, with the same and week. Look at the scenes. Look at the scenes. The scenes. The, the scenes. SCG was absolutely mm. packed. What's that? Oh, well over hundred thousand people there. Oh, maybe a hundred thousand, but it would have been pushing. Been pushing. It was fucking packed to the rafters, like, and they storm <sighs> and they storm the field for these guys. Uh, for what was his name? Barry? Is it Barry? No. Buddy? I can't remember his name. I don't remember. Buddy, 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 Franklin. buddy Franklin. That's right. <laughs> Scoring his thousandth goal. But, but this uh, comes back to like, yeah, we're the biggest and well, oh, I don't know if we're the biggest, but we're the most played sport in Australia. Yeah. Hands down. Why aren't we getting all the publicity out there? All the co-op. We should be producing better. Uh, I think Graham Arnold selected his squad in anticipation for his next job. He's thinking, I just come out here and I don't get flogged. Thinking, if I select youngsters, I might get, there's a chance they might not perform, I might get flogged. So he's protecting himself going, oh, yeah, no, I've never got flogged for Australia. It's bullshit. I think it's bullshit. Um, there is so many quality players that did not even get a look in this team. Like, 
I've got a list here of. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ramble a little bit on these players. Okay, go on, go on. Okay, here we me. go. Here we go. We got Caleb Watts, who's a Southampton player. He played some games in the Premier League last season for them. We do love He's Caleb Watts. At, exactly. He's on loan at Crawley Town in League Two at the moment, which. League two is still better than our league. I don't care what anyone. Wasn't it because of an injury though? That's why he got loaned out. Yeah, so he's loaned out down there. Boom, he's he's going well. Jacob Italiano, he's a Brescia Muchen Gladback, twenty year old. He's a winger, not even getting a sniff. We got Cameron um, Devlin, who used to play in the A League three years ago. He's at Hearts in Scotland. Yeah, right. A massive club, playing every week. Centre mid, not going to look in. Tristan Hammond. Whoa, whoa, uh, wait, what? He sent a mid, and we did, he didn't get a sniff. No, we don't. We don't get a sniff. Don't get a we sniff. literally that was the positions we were fucking lacking in this week, and we fucking needed it. I know. Oh my fucking god, that's made me um, mad. And he's twenty three. He's like he's still good age. Eighteen year old Tristan Hammond is at FK Austria, and going well. Playing another winger did not select. Uh, Gabriel Glur. He plays for Entella in Syria B, I think. Of right back, twenty three year old. What Serie B? Still better than the A-League. Get him in. Tyrese Francis. He's at Fulham. 21-year-old. Center mid. Center attacking mid. He um, has come on for a couple of cup games in that. Played for him. Sits on the bench occasionally for Fulham. Fulham is still a massive fucking club. And they're killing the championship. So yeah. him even in that squad, he should be in the Socceroos squad. Brad Smith. He has 20-odd caps for the Socceroos. He's 27. He's playing for DC United in MLS. Better Still playing all right. Better than the A-League. Get him in. Ashley Maynard Brewer. So he is a 22-year-old goalkeeper. He is on loan from uh, Charlton, I think it is, at Ross County right. in the Scottish Premiership. Playing every game. We're still not giving him a sniff. I know Matty Ryan's our number one, but why are we persistent with, like, Red May and Vukovic? Yeah, like, no, yeah, yeah, no, see you later, boys. Sorry, mate. Get these young guys in. Zach Duncan at AGF in Denmark. 21-year-old attacking mid. Get him in. Um, Dylan Ryan, center back at Den Bosch, second division in Holland. Get him in. Again, my biggest, these next three are the last three, and I am the biggest fans of these three, and they should be in the team. Up front, Denai Juric, 24-year-old. Oh, yeah. He plays for Dynamo Zagreb. Wow. Don't we have a striker like that who's playing for a big European team playing for Australia? Zero caps. Do they even go to the camps? Are these blokes, like, do you see even getting... He's never been to it. He's never played for youth level or been in the camps. If we don't sniff him up, Croatia's going to sniff him up and he's going to play for them, which we need a striker. Get him fucking in. Um, Anthony Gallic, he plays for HNK... um, This is a poor pronunciation. Tarika in Croatian first division, which is still better than their league. 23-year-old centre mid quality. Still doesn't get a Smith. Uh, a Smith. A Smith. And Cameron Burgess, 25-year-old, plays for Ipswich in League One. Centre back quality. Still has never been even in a camp. I don't understand how all them players haven't even, majority of them have not been in camps. There's a couple have played youth level in that and maybe yeah. got one cut. Like, it's beating their head up against the wall. Every Socceroos fan I've talked to thinks exactly the same. I think there is a problem with Australian football. Yeah. I think anyone who anyone who has played 
decent amount of football in Australia, isn't happy with the Australian squad and hasn't been since the first World Cup we made or the second World Cup we made. Like yeah, second one, yeah. Yeah, it's like since we went... No, sorry, not the one where um, Aloisi made the pen, the one after that in South Africa. Yeah, the, yeah, the second one. The second yeah. one. Uh, since that squad, no one's been happy with, this, with the way the Australian football's been run. Everyone's had issues with it. Um, the FFA restructures that they try, have been putting in for the last 15 years haven't done fucking anything. The way they're trying to make a national league again, it's just taking too long and they're not doing it. What they've done to the A-League by putting fucking a third and fourth bloody um, Sydney team and then another Melbourne team and they should be spreading it out more where the fucking population is. Like, it's just... And scrap the salary cap. It's, <laughs> it's just... Yeah, scrap the salary cap. It's just like... We've all had enough. I think that's part of the reason why no one went to the game on like not that many people. I know I'm probably someone's going to tell me that there was a certain amount of people at this game and I'm going to get fucking flamed for not knowing the amount of people who were there. But I, I, I just no one's ex- I'm not excited about Australian football anymore. Like, I'm just not like it's just the way it's been for the last what ten years of our lives. It's just not fun. No, it's. <sighs> It's disgraceful. It, like like it's, said, it's disgraceful. Like what we've been doing, yeah. you just rattled off a whole squad of players who are better than the people yeah, we took to the, took to this game, to the game against Japan, yeah. and it's it's just woeful. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna bottle this up. We're gonna send it over to send it over to the uh, to the football New South, football Australia and be like, here, fucking <laughs> pay us royalties. Even like going back to grassroots and semi-professional clubs. In even New South Wales, for instance, that's where we are. That's what we know. I'm going to go out and say MacArthur, for instance. MacArthur Rams, they lost in the FFA Cup, which is now the Australian Cup, to a minnow in Bankstown, like Amateur League, in that cup. That should never happen. And that comes down to structures they put in place thinking, oh, we need to coach them in this way. They can only be coached in this way. We have no room to adapt. We have no room to grow in football. And the players are getting stale. They're not coming through. They're not. Yeah, it's yeah. it's boring. And it's so expensive in Australia to do that people drop out. Yeah, I, like I've I've known. Um, so I used to coach in a like lower socioeconomic area. Um, and there was a lot of good talented players who yeah, I saw. Get out, man, <laughs> it, was, it was it was near there. It was it wasn't Mount Druitt, but it was near there. Um, like we didn't we did an academy, and then we also did um, we also had a club there as well. But um, yeah, we had a lot of players who just got priced out. They got to a certain age where it was no longer um, like the cheaper kickers sort of thing, and it was started to be a bit more structured, and they just weren't able to play anymore just because the family couldn't afford it. The family had five other kids who had to they had to put through, so it was like pitch your battles sort of thing. You, you guys yeah. can play on the weekends, but you can't do any extra training. And yeah, it was just like, and I, it's just shit. Like I remember, I remember being 13, 14, having to pay 1200 bucks a year, just for Rego. Like, yeah. Yeah. come on, man, like 50 bucks. 50 bucks. You get gear, yeah. you get bags, you get training gear, you've got to everything. And oh, it just blows my mind, man. And I, I think, I think the commentators after the after the game against Japan said it best when they were just they were fed up. You could tell they were, they were fed up. Archie yeah. Thompson was flat out yeah. trying to like rage on screen and had to keep cutting him off. But <laughs> but like it comes back to the FFA. The FFA have put in these structures. They have put in the curriculum and all that for all these people to coach. But 
they're stuck in that way that they don't know how to coach. You're putting in technical directors, TDs, you're putting in coaches that don't know how to do the job and they don't want to coach a player. They want to go, this is the way we need to play and that's the way it is. You're not getting the best out of players and that is feeding then into our higher grades and feeding into the Australian team. And I don't think Arnold's the right man for the job. Um, Who yes, you put in? Bring back Ange. Bring Ange. back Ange. Ange nah, won't come back. Ange won't come back. He's getting paid too much at Celtic. <laughs> he's still at Celtic. I don't, I don't think you could have an Australian coach at the moment. No. This... Like, unless Ange came back, which he won't, I don't think there's another Australian coach that will fit. Yeah, it, I think we need to go after another big name like we did when we got Goose, Goose Hitting. Um, I just, yeah, I just don't think Arnie's right for the job anymore. So. No, I, I, I do agree. I I could not think of a manager to bring in, though. Um, I don't think, know of anyone that's available. I don't know of anyone who would even want to come to Australia right now, especially with the way, as you said, the way the FFA is being structured and setting all these rules yeah. in place. I don't, I don't know. I think, but I think, the two the two things we need to sort out is as you said the structure of our um of our local leagues and grassroots we need to get proper promotion relegation going again because it just bring it just breeds competition and competition breeds talent um, and then in 10 years time we'll be good. see the benefits we'll be good but the next thing that we need to fucking sort out is um our our talent acquisition our talent scouting uh, internal talent resources need to be fucking looked at because they don't know what they're doing. We, we've said, if how, I can how find these players and watch these players, how the fuck aren't the people getting paid? How, how have it we talked stopped. about, how have we, yeah, Kevin Nathan a job, how have we talked about this almost every podcast? We name another, another young Australian talent who's been snubbed from NPL 1 mm-hmm. and has to, leave, has to leave the country to go to go uh, pursue a professional career and kill it and still not get caps. And I just, I, I it blows my mind. I'm fucking over FFA. Mm-hmm. It's frustrating. And like I said, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't qualify for the World Cup. I want us to. Like, oh, Please. The World Cup's massive. Please let us qualify. But I wouldn't be surprised if we don't. So. Yeah, I, don't, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't either. But, I mean... As we saw, there's some bigger clubs this weekend who also didn't qualify for the World Cup, most notably fucking Italy. Italy, Jesus. North Macedonia, late winner. Jorginho, Mr. Penn, massive. And everyone's... I fucking said Jorginho fucking sucks and everyone's <laughs> got up me about it. No, he fucking sucks. Like, but it's, it's amazing. Like, Mancini will probably keep the job because he won the Euros not that long ago and they'll be leading into the next Euros. Um. They've gone, not making the World Cup last one, winning the Euros, not making the World Cup again. That's so funny. It's such a weird turn of events. And their team is so much better. Like, North Macedonia, well fucking done. Oh, yeah. But they're nowhere near Italy's quality. Now they've got to play Portugal, massive. But what they did to Italy, who knows? Can they do it twice? Who knows? Good luck to them. We've got a lot of Matto. I've played for... Pretty much every Big, Macedonian club, every Macedonian club in the area, down in Wollongong. <laughs> um, and mate, I hope, I hope they get through. Yeah, they are very passionate. 
and they deserve it. So it'd be good to see them there. It'd be good. It would be good. It would be actually be nice to see them out there. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that uh, I think we'll go from one one very sad point to that happy point to I think the last last point of the night. We'll end it on a high note. Ryan Reynolds being the fucking funniest and best <laughs> football club owner in the world. Have you seen what he's been putting out with Wrexham recently? Yeah, yeah I like it. I like oh. it. It's something different. It's, it's something good. something different in the world of football. Who would have fucking thought a sport that's been around for the last hundred what two hundred uh, years is now getting some a bit of publicity, a bit of te- uh, Ted Lasso fucking treatment. <laughs> Uh, I think it's good for the club. It's something fresh. Like Wrexham uh, used to be a decent club. Um, They've been stuck down in the National League for a while. He's said they're not pumping a whole lot of money. Like they're pumping money in, but they're not trying to turn them into a Chelsea expect to be in the Premier League in the next four or five years. It is a long-term venture for them. And yeah, his content is quality. Bro, they full had the they they had the full production team in there in in yeah. the change room with that last one about shoving a red card up someone's <laughs> ass so far they'll see the things their tongue. Did you see the outtakes from that? No, I didn't see the outtakes. I the, the video. The outtakes <laughs> are even funnier because there's a, there's a couple of them. He did a couple of different takes no, in the no, in no, the guy's face. Right, yeah. he did a couple of different <laughs> takes in the guy's face, and they're all different, just the way Ryan Reynolds is, and it's so funny. <laughs> but if you didn't know, Ryan Reynolds has a. Um, owns a production company as well that do like ads and it's a media agency yeah. so i think yeah, that's no. the, i think that's what it is like he's trying to get that that angle back right. in there and it's fucking great him him being good for Wrexham will push their brand in america and canada 100 percent. oh canada making the world cup exactly canada just Massive. made the world cup first that- time since the 70s i think Something like that. It was massive, man. But saying that they've got some really quality players in there. Alfonso was crying. Uh, Alfonso wasn't Alfonso, even wasn't even playing, Jonathan, and he was crying on Jonathan stream. David up front, man, they got some quality in there. Um, I don't think they'll do much at the World Cup, but like, fucking good on them. Good on them, man. That's excellent. Like that is excellent. That, that is it was um, such a sick. It's honestly such a sick fucking game. Like it's, uh, I'm I'm so happy for Canada and. Yeah. Um, North Macedonia. So I've uh, been so as much as we've hated some of the things that's been happening in football the last couple of weeks, it's been all right. Yeah, like some positives out there, which is good. <laughs> thank, thank the Lord. Otherwise, why else would we watch football? But I think <laughs> I think one of the last things I leave you on is uh, the did you see Wrexham's last game against Drover? Oh, six five finish. Six five so finish. Five two down in like the sixty eighth minute or something. Jeez. So. At the twentieth, on the twenty eighth minute, it was two all. Yeah. And then Drover, in the fifty first, fifty fourth, and sixty third scored 63rd. goals, and it was two, <laughs> five, two, two five two in the sixty third minute. And then um they've yeah then Wrexham came back and scored in the sixty six, sixty ninth, ninety one, and ninety eight. You would never think you're gonna win from five two down in the sixtieth no. minute, like sixty third minute, like you're going to go, your head's down, but. Man, what scenes! Absolute fucking scenes! If you're there watching that, did you see Ryan Reynolds tweet about it? Uh, yeah, <laughs> um, it was the. I'm gonna read it out. It was fucking funny. Um, uh, he's quality for them. Like it, it's. it's I, a, I don't mind it. I don't mind it either. More, more people, right. more, more people should be doing this. And it's national league, so it brings a new light to different football. Oh yeah, and there was the. 
the um it's a team that's in the national league as well where um they're owned by like a group of like five mates or something like that and they're going oh, viral on tiktok yeah, so they're, they're in um they're in like the eighth tier but they're going viral but do you know there's another team that are in the seventh tier that they're trying to turn into the bitcoin club what do you mean the bitcoin club so they are run solely on bitcoin people so bitcoin people you buy shares into it with bitcoin and all that like they're trying to turn into their emblems into bitcoin and stuff like <laughs> it's, it's only about one Wait, guy so it's, only, so it's a branch it off so it's a dow a, a decentralized no. organ- well yeah sort of Wait, sort so of. Is, one, is, that's what one I'm saying. guy is... owns it one guy owns it mm. but what he's trying to do is make it because he's he made all his money in bitcoin and he's trying to make it more into like so he's trying he's trying to do he's trying uh, to do the, the nft family so he's trying to do like the nft scams where it's like not the NFT scams but like the, yes. the, <laughs> the the real the royalty the new the new idea that's coming up with music where i can buy a percent I, I can buy into a percentage of the royalties of an artist's music yeah, yeah. or something so they're doing that sort of thing with yes, the club sort of like that they're gonna pay their players in Bitcoin. They're gonna oh. pay their bills in Bitcoin. They're, everything is to do with Bitcoin, um, and other Bitcoin can buy into the club as shares. He's gonna try and make it, but he still owns the club. There's one guy, right. but it's gonna be trying to run like that. Interesting. But this guy made like hundreds of millions of dollars in Bitcoin. So. Interesting. Well done to him. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll leave, I'll leave you with the tweet. Of uh, Ryan Reynolds to to Wrexham during this six this six five win, as uh, as he tweeted, um, I lost nine years of my life and I'm okay with that. Apologies to my family. Also, bury me in Wrexham. Uh, bur- sorry, bury me in Wales. Uh, there you go. I think that's a that's a god tier tweet from a from a new age football owner, football club owner. From the sexiest man alive. From the sexiest man alive. Have my babies. <laughs> all right well, that wraps it up for the first uh, episode back the comeback episode boys are back in town we back baby we're back baby and we'll be back every week uh we'll have i think we're gonna do, get some guests on as well since um yeah 100%. since newman's newman's uh doing a bit more work in the nights so he's not able to really jump on as frequently as we'd like so he'll be on he'll be he'll be a frequent frequent resident but he's just not gonna be on every week but we'll get a guest every now and then to slot it in uh, Peace. Peace.